Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 132, Part B, is entitled Virtues and Vices. As listed in Virtues and Vices, Part A, the seven deadly sins are Lust, Gluttony, Greed, Sloth, Wrath, Envy, and Pride. The seven heavenly virtues are Chastity, Temperance, Charity, Diligence, Patience, Kindness, and Humility. Everyone agrees that virtues are good and vices are bad. However, that is relatively meaningless unless everyone also agrees upon which behaviors are virtues and which behaviors are vices. Satan will be the first to tell you that virtues are good and vices are bad. Many assume that Satan never goes to church, whereas Satan sits in the front pew and preaches from the same pulpit. Evil cannot exist unless there is good, and good cannot exist unless there is evil. Without opposition, there is nothing, and everything would appear as lifeless. Satan's job is not to change good to evil and evil to good. That is an impossible task that even God cannot do. Good is absolute, and evil is absolute. God is absolute good, and Satan is absolute evil. That can never change, else God is a changeable being. If God were changeable, he would cease to be God. For that matter, if Satan were changeable, he would cease to be Satan. Satan is Satan because he is absolute evil and will never change. By his own will, he is incapable of change. For example, Paul tells us, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Hebrews 6, 18. In the same way, John tells us, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. John eight forty four. Lying is such a serious sin, John the Revelator informs us. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 2.8 All virtues are absolute and cannot be changed by man through common consent. Government may determine what is legal and what is illegal. But government cannot determine what is good and what is evil, what is moral and what is immoral, what is a virtue and what is a vice. That is one of the great misconceptions of our day, that by legalizing a behavior, an act, a substance, an operation, a performance, a custom, a practice, or a principle, it makes it somehow right or acceptable to society or to God. Governments may legalize sin, But government cannot alter the consequences of sin beyond the pitiful powers of the fluctuating courts. The laws of nature and the laws of God are absolute, governed as they are by the law of justice, and are not affected by the courts of the land. The law may release a prisoner from jail, or from a fine, or from some legal judgment. 
But a court cannot release a prisoner from the law of justice or from the bonds of his own captivity, which are far worse than the revolving doors of man's puny prisons. Satan understands what it is like to be a prisoner to the law of justice. Therefore, his role is to make you as miserable as he is. Nothing he likes better than to change your opinion of what is good and what is evil, what is a virtue and what is a vice. He wants to quell an unquiet conscience with his soft whisperings and thus lead you on cat paws down the primrose path of purgatory. Isaiah informs us, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 Satan is as bound by law as we are. He cannot create something from nothing. He relies upon momentum. He loves fanaticism. If he can convince you that good is evil, you will, thinking it is good, become his disciple and convert others to your cause with religious enthusiasm. Self-righteousness is his greatest tool. There is greater hope for those who recognize their immorality than for those who, while serving Satan, think they are serving God. Those who bomb abortion clinics, for example, think they are serving God, yet they are as guilty as those whom they call murderers. Noble goals do not justify immoral means. Dictionaries define virtues as behavior showing high moral standards. Merriam-Webster states the following attributes of virtue. Conformity to a standard of right, a particular moral excellence, a commendable quality or trait, chastity. Rodell Synonym Finder gives the following synonyms of virtue. Goodness, righteousness, morality, excellence, ethicalness, uprightness, rectitude, integrity, honesty, decency, high-mindedness, nobility, fairness, justice, equity, fidelity, trustworthiness, chastity, virginity, purity, innocence, incorruption, efficacy. Most people, I think, see themselves as virtuous. But here's the paradox. We must keep in mind that the high phrases in the list Linda just read are not in and of themselves virtuous. Even the word goodness, for example, is not necessarily virtuous. It sounds virtuous, but unless virtues are absolute standards established by Almighty God, those terms may attach themselves to any behavior believed to be good. Those with a burning cause sometimes kill to achieve their self-righteous ends. Consider the act of abortion. Many believe that abortion is good because it gives women freedom over their body, and freedom is good. They will even justify partial birth abortion. Some, in some very strange twist, even argue that abortion should be permitted after the baby is born. Therefore, they will attach words such as goodness, morality, ethical, rectitude, decency, nobility, fairness, justice, and so forth to their cause, making them virtuous and those who oppose them evil. In a relative society, virtue has no true meaning. I invite you to look at things that you consider to be vices, but others consider to be a virtue. Many Christians hold to absolute standards established by God as revealed through his prophets and recorded in Holy Scripture. They consider them incontrovertible and unchanging and are unwilling to compromise. For that reason, many Christians today are condemned as mentally ill, plagued by phobias. Racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it, said presidential candidate Hillary Clinton.
She called them a basket of deplorables. In fact, any act the left promotes is considered virtuous, and any who oppose her condemned as phobic. If you consider that an unborn child has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the left will say that you hate women and consider you as evil. A vice is defined in the following way. Moral depravity or corruption, wickedness, a moral fault or failing, shortcoming, blemish, defect. Synonyms for vice are Sin, wrong, wickedness, baseness, foulness, meanness, immorality, inequity, evil. Transgression, offense, defect, imperfection, impurity, unchastity, licentiousness, incontinence, dissipation, fornication, carnality, debauchery, lewdness, lasciviousness. The list Linda just read is growing more and more archaic. What was once considered as sexual immorality is promoted today as a virtue. And many of the other things that once were considered taboo are acceptable, encouraged, or simply winked at. What was once condemned and punished by law is today encouraged and protected by law and promoted in social media. The world has turned upside down just in the last few decades. What was once considered evil generally is now considered good. And what was once considered good is now considered evil. Therefore, old virtues have become new vices and old vices have become new virtues in the eyes of the world. It was not so in the ancient world. Listen to the words of Paul. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Galatians five nineteen through 26 Paul pits the virtues against the vices, and the language is so specific that one can hardly misunderstand the meaning. David lamented, Every day they rest my words, all their thoughts are against me for evil. Psalms 56, 5 Webster's New World Dictionary defines rest as To pull or force away violently with a twisting motion, to take by force, usurp. David's enemies twist his words and use them against him. This is a common practice today. Words are slippery things and can easily be taffy in dexterous hands. In Shakespeare's Measure for Measure, Bassanio observed, So may the outward shows be least themselves. The world is still deceived with ornament. In law, what plea so tainted and corrupt, but, being seasoned with a gracious voice, obscures the show of evil. 
In religion, what damned air, but some sober brow will bless it and approve it with text, hiding the grossness with fair ornament. There is no vice so simple but assumes some mark of virtue on its outward parts. How many cowards, whose hearts are all as false as stairs of sand, wear yet upon their chins the beards of Hercules and frowning Mars, who, inward searched, have livers white as milk, and these assume but valor's excrement to render them redoubted. In the above scripture given by Paul, he lists the following vices. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reviling, vainglorious, provoking, envy. Of the seven deadly sins, Paul lists the following four, lust, wrath, pride, and envy. They take several different forms. He lists lust in the forms of adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, uncleanness, drunkenness, and reveling. Paul does not want to be misunderstood. He lists wrath in the forms of hatred, sedition, murder, variance, wrath, and strife. He lists pride in the form of vainglorious and emulations, which is an attempt to surpass another's achievements. He lists envy in the original form of envy or envying. To a Christian mind, there is no ambiguity, no rest in the scriptures or twisting of words in Paul's list of vices. And of course, they are supported by the Ten Commandments and the royal law, also known as the two great laws. Those whom you love, you don't hate or murder or provoke. All vices are considered attributes of Satan who wants to make us like him. Satan is the symbol of everything that is evil. And one of the ways to be like Christ is not just by following the virtues, but also to avoid the vices. Virtues promote happiness and freedom. Vices promote misery and captivity. Following the vices, Paul lists some of the virtues. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And, as you can see, the virtues reflect some of the seven heavenly virtues, chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. In holy scriptures, the virtues are absolute, just as God is absolute. The vices are contrary to the laws of God. All virtues are laws of God. All vices are violation of the laws of God. There is a constant battle between the virtues and the vices. That is why we have agency. Agency is the ability to discern between good and evil, right and wrong, moral and immoral, virtue and vice. All laws are absolute. Virtues are laws, therefore all virtues are absolute. To be absolute means to be unchangeable, not subject to interpretation or opinion or vote. We strive to live up to the laws that govern virtues. We do not bring virtues down to our level. They cannot be rested or modified or altered or molded to fit our model. We cannot change the standards of God. Virtues are standards that we must meet to become more like our Savior. Vices are attributes of Satan, and the more we embrace the vices, the more like Satan we become. 
Satan is Satan only because he entirely rejected the laws of God and tried to become a law unto himself. In the war in heaven, he lost all ability to become a creator. He can only be a destroyer. Vices are the destruction of virtues. Vices prevent us from obtaining the blessings promised that come with the practicing of the virtues. Virtues make us more like Christ. Vices make us more like Satan. We choose for ourselves whether we do good or evil, but we cannot choose what is good and what is evil. That is already established. We must discover truth, not create it. We must discover virtue, not reshape it to fit our opinions. Opinions, even if held by the majority, have never created one truth. The highest quest is the quest for truth. Virtue can only be achieved by obedience to law. All vices are a result of disobedience to law. Virtues are the conditions of law. Vices are the violation of those conditions. All sin is violation of law. Sin does not inherently exist in that it is a thing unto itself. Without law, there is no sin. Without law, there is no good or evil. A virtue is a thing unto itself. A vice is a violation of a virtue. A vice can never be turned into a virtue because a vice is a violation of the laws that govern virtues. One may create a perception of good and evil and adapt his life to his perceptions, but as with the alchemist who futilely tried to change lead to gold, one cannot change good to evil or evil to good. One may perfume any foul smell. One may adorn any act with gorgeous apparel, and one may adorn any opinion with gilded glitter but the naked truth remains unaltered. All adornment will be stripped away at the final judgment, and the naked truth will define us. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at ronaldmesser.com.